Hello foodies and welcome back to Foot in Review, powered by foodcoaching.com. We are recording episode 446 and of course this is all made possible by you, our listeners, viewers and of course our Patreon supporters. Go check out patreon.com forward slash foot in review to check what a buck a week ad support can bring you. And of course, a special shout out to our Skybox owners who are Reese, Amar, Daniel, Archum, and Nick because they support us in the highest tier available, which gives them a free coaching session, including a coaching call, and involves them with everything we do. My name is John and I'll be your host today. And today we'll talk the really, really early release of FIFA 23. We take a look at the latest FIFA 22 content. We touch about the chemistry style changes in foot 23 and our main topic of course tonight is all about toxic behavior what is it and what can you do about it and of course i'm not doing this show alone because it's friday which means the man with the many nicknames but also joined called the foot gaffer mr food database the king of the north and basically he's just a legend it's none other than co-creator of this podcast it's Ingve. hello hello <laughs> Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Yeah, let's have so. So, for everyone, rough start evening. Nothing happening personally with Ingve. We just had some technical issues where we had an amazing amount of delay on Ingve's side, which is uh, always uh, a bit frustrating to say the least. Anyways, we are joined not only by you, Ingve, not only by me. But we are joined with someone that's a very active member of our community. And he's been on board for a couple of, um, well, I think maybe years now. It's friend of the show, part of the Foot in Review family. And you might know him as Oboggeritz, sending in all those questions for us. And we like to introduce him as Simon. Hey, Simon, how are you doing? Good, thank you, John. Yeah, thank you for having me on your show. It's uh, a pleasure. And uh, yeah, you've been keeping me company on my dog walks for uh, for a couple of years now. So I guess it's time I uh, uh, said hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you on, though. It's very good to have you on. Um, you brought up the to- the toxicity toxicity topic, which we're going to be uh, talking about today. But before we do that, though, uh, would you be so kind to shortly introduce yourself to the people listening? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm an old, old gamer, so uh, close to 50 now. So uh, I've been playing FIFA since uh, like 98 on the N60, Nintendo 64, I think. So uh, a long time. Then switched over to PES like everyone of my sort of age. Uh, and yeah, I had various gaps, but yeah, came back to FIFA a couple of years ago. Um, lockdown related thing, like many other people, I guess. And uh, I think always before in the past with FIFA, I kind of messed around with foot, but uh, usually gave up around Christmas when I was way behind the curve and would then play the career mode. Uh, but then with the help of your podcast and, um, and the community, yeah, I've kind of got into it and um, yeah, started to be hold my own, shall we say, for an old man. Hold my own. <laughs> Uh, old uh, age is all relative, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most players we are coaching at foot coaching think I'm I'm old, but then again, so to say, my kids are say I'm old as well. So 
guess it's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to have you on. Yeah. Um, let's not make it your only show. Let's make it this your debut series. Um, but anyways, let's go into the topics because we have a lot of discuss to discuss. Of course, we are now bringing you one show a week. We will remain until one show a week until there's actually more content being brought out or more um, things we can actually make sense of because we discussed maybe start September that first week with three times a week again, but we don't think there's honestly too much content, which makes good content for listening in three times a week. So we'll remain on one times a week until we find the time is right. But always when release of FIFA 23 hits, of course, we'll be in full swing and there will definitely be three episodes a week again. So keep that going. Ingvi, I already discussed this twice today with you, but I started on my Xbox on Wednesday, about to start the FIFA 23 beta for the last day that it was available. And I got a pop-up. It said FIFA 23 is now ready to play. And that was not the beta. No, it was the full game. So uh, uh, somebody pressed the wrong button, I think, and a few lucky people got to test the game. Yeah, the real game, which normally isn't too bad because people are playing the beta as well, but it did throw a spanner in EA's marketing campaign of releasing all the ratings because if you have the full game, you also have all the ratings. So those are now out in the open. That is correct. Which, yeah, which is a bit... Is it a shame? Like, I honestly don't care too much, but it did give us usually something cool to discuss about. I think the biggest news is Ronaldo being a 90-rated card now? Yeah, uh, Ronaldo and Messi starting closer to, to the other guys, so uh, it's not a big gap between those and uh, and the other up-and-coming. So, uh, of course, makes it more room to get uh, special cards uh, that will be more notice- noticeable when they get upgraded as well, though. Maybe he gets the easier upgrade, though, this year now, because he's one to watch. It took a while to get upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I don't think he will get many times to play actually at United this year. So who knows how much upgrades he actually gets, right? Well, we'll see. We'll see. He can be substituted and score three goals. So you, know, you never know. That's that's definitely true. Uh, what do you want to talk about when considering FIFA? Because I think uh, I got some questions. People saying, hey, these guys got two hours advantage. I'm pretty sure they wipe all the progress anyways. If you spend points, you get your points back. If you could even spend it, I'm not even sure. Um, so don't worry about people starting early and get a two hours head start. And even if they had a two hours head start, you can't do that much in two hours. So don't, wouldn't worry too much about it. It was just an unfortunate mistake. It's done. And, uh, it was funny because I saw the whole media collapsing over it one day later, but it was already fixed like 20 hours earlier than the, most of the press posted it out, which is always funny to see. Um, and here we are talking about it on the podcast three days later, which doesn't make sense either. Anyways. FIFA 22, it is not ending yet because we have a lot of content. And if we could actually fill the whole show with it, Ingvi, uh, talked about the FIFA 22 content. What is there that you want to discuss? And I have to put out there before uh, I give you the word that it's probably best that Simon responds on most is because I got to be honest, my after playing FIFA 23 for the last weeks on the beta, I have zero interest for the last two weeks to actually go into FIFA 22 myself anymore. <laughs> Well, I'll do my best. I've been winding down myself as well a bit, although I've probably played a bit more than you at least. Uh, I can just remind people that uh, there's around uh, 22 hours left of the Teyes and Kunde showdown, if you want to do that before the deadline. 
and uh, both cards looked really good so and good value i think for coins and we also got uh raheem sterling moments card uh celebrating his transfer to chelsea a center forward card uh 97 rated uh, costs 140 150k uh, five stars four star weak foot high medium work rates of course with a unique body type uh, looks like a fun card uh, some people probably say that he should have gotten a five star week for that as well but i still think uh, he should be fine if you play him wide uh, i don't know if i would play him striker since he only has 75 strength now and facing all those big guys uh, it's not going to be easy i think simon anything to add yeah i, I was going to say he he it doesn't look sort of uh, that exciting to me um I mean, certainly wouldn't get into my side. Um, you know, I think this stage of the game, you know, if you've been playing a long time, you want five-star, five-star, really. So I think good for Chelsea fans, um, but for everyone else, kind of a bit meh, really. <laughs> uh, for a Spurs fan, definitely meh. Fair enough. I understand that. <laughs> Uh, we also did get a year in re review player pick from SPCs uh, released in uh, June and July. So if you didn't uh, select uh, Kim Pembe from uh, from the swaps, uh, there's an option to get him as a player pick, both versions, both the 92 and 95, which is a little bit cool. So, uh, and of course, you can get uh, the Shapeshifter Hero, Emilito, and uh, Solskjaer as well, and some footage cards, of course. So... Uh, it's priced at around 80k, so maybe worth a few rolls if you get some duplicates from the 85 times 10. Yeah, that definitely sounds interesting. There's quite a few SBCs I've missed recently, so it could be worth doing. And uh, we also got a preseason batch. We also got a preseason batch two player pick. So there's 200 players now in special cards in packs. So there's a good chance that you will get. Uh, well, something hopefully usable. Cost around the 60k to do, 50, 60. 85, 10 before we, uh, just now before we started, and um, every card was a special card. So that's much more, that's much more improved than last week where it was just full of, full of gold cards, really. So worth doing the 85, 10 now. It's not my favorite, honestly. I've been doing it all week. I've not been playing, but for some reason I am doing those SBCs on dull moments. Uh, but it's like I got asked my last four, I got three times Suarez, which is like okay, which makes the next one a bit cheaper. But it's also there's there's so many good cards in it now that it's really hard to say okay, this card's gonna bring me back to actually playing. And un unless you're gonna farm into Ronaldo or stuff, which I'm definitely not gonna put any effort in on currently. Mm, it's like yeah, but it's cool's out there, but I don't understand. Maybe if you can answer. Why isn't it still unlimited? Or is it now unlimited? Because it was times 10 and then times 10. It's weird, right? Still times 10. Uh, I think it's a few more days and then we'll get unlimited rolls. Uh, I kind of wish that would start today, but uh, maybe on Monday. Uh, I don't know why they're holding it back. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're not that. We're like 20 days from the pre-release uh, of uh, FIFA 23. So... Uh, it's never too early <laughs> to start these now. I don't blame people for doing. It. I think for me this this year, I'm I, I'm not going to go too crazy on it. I think last year, 
I did so many of those 8510s and built all the different icons that were available, etc. Used them for a couple two weeks and then and then it was a new game and you think, what was the point of that then really? So yeah, so this time I don't think I'll do Ronaldo and the others. It's just uh, you know I'll, I'll do the odd one here and there and see if I can get any of the uh, you know really big cards, um, but um, they don't seem to come to me. So. I have a have a block on this. Big big players, I would say. What else did we get? Is what is worth mentioning? Uh, we got an objectives player, uh, Mr. Endombele, uh, playing for Napoli now. Uh, Ninety six rated cam uh, with uh, four star skirmish, five star weak foot, uh, high medium work rates as well. Also a unique body type. Uh, looks like a quite fun player. Uh, it's not too bad. You can do it either in rivals. Or score battles on professional. Uh, you need to assist the goal using French players in five separate matches. Uh, you need to score four goals while having at least five French players in your starting 11. And you need to assist three goals using through balls while having at least three French players in your starting lineup. And the last one is uh, score using Serie A players in five separate matches. So this is either squad battles. On minimum professional or in rivals so um, many people can just unlock it by playing rivals if they want to do that or do some objectives in uh, in squad battles going to be very easy to unlock that card so at worst you'll have 96 rated father another Suarez <laughs> yeah I think he looks looks interesting uh, end of one to me so um, yeah I might unlock him if I if I do some rivals and, and can kick my team around to unlock him then I might I might give that a go yeah, I really, I, I, like I yeah. said, I've got to be quite honest. I'm not, yeah. I'm not too bothered anymore by actually trying this. So, yeah, not much I can add to it. I think it's cool though that they all put all those players out, and every every new one looks better than um, than the, the previous one, right? Um, and I feel that my team is outdated, although it's full with team of the year players, which is also a team of season players, which is also a bit weird, of course. But basically, it's just enjoy yourself. Although I'm pretty sure, and especially I can feel it on Xbox when I see, I had someone from Egypt sending me in some matches and he said from the last five matches, he played three times the same players in rivals. So I think many people just said, you know what, <laughs> let's return in three weeks or four weeks officially. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've noticed when I, when I do play uh, that the connection isn't as good and it takes longer to get a game and, and stuff like that. So definitely, uh, People are on the holiday, FIFA holidays now, aren't they? Yeah. A funny story about connection, though. Um, I was complaining about the FIFA 23 beta that the connection was really bad for me, right? Um, but I have to raise my hand and say I'm sorry, because this one was my own fault. So I, I don't want to boast about my internet, but I got pretty good nets. Everything's cabled, all, all devices cabled. But what happened is I sent, I put the PlayStation somewhere else, or streaming and making sure I get, get everything going. Not Stream 23, of course, but um, <laughs> pro clubs. Um, and apparently, if you move your PlayStation, you take the cable out of it from one place and you put the cable into it on the other side. And the meanwhile, it can actually connect to your Wi-Fi. So it doesn't automatically take over your cabled connection. So I was just playing on Wi-Fi. Oh. And actually, Wi-Fi sucks, even though my internet's really fast and everything's <laughs> stable. and. Yeah. Even the Wi-Fi is supposed to be really stable. Once I went to the settings and put it back on enter cable or Ethernet connection, everything was really smooth. Um, 
So if you have a PlayStation 5 and you might think you are on the cable, check it once more because it's a bit frustrating that it doesn't actually pick it up automatically, which an Xbox actually does do. Um, so sorry for complaining about the connection on the beta. Sorry about all the messages and examples I sent to EA, which look at this, this is unplayable. <laughs> um, I did provide feedback, but this feedback wasn't made to, um, Oops. <laughs> wasn't really. Everything was well built, but this one was my own. So sorry, in hindsight. <laughs> Angry, anything to add about FIFA 22, mate? 22? Uh, no, I'm just going to have fun doing the 85 times 10 now and grind those SPCs. Just enjoy. Shall we talk chemistry, though? Yeah. In FIFA 23. Because we had a lot of challenges. And this year on the beta, I can talk about the beta, I think, actually. Um, but to be sure, I'll check next time and take a deep dive. Um, but they did a lot of tuning on the chemistry. Uh, and they gave us a lot of cards every single day to make sure we got all the chemistry setting right uh, and to see how we build teams and stuff. Um, and they changed uh, the chemistry after the beta. So it's actually, there's an updated list uh, about um, the chemistry styles and how much stars you get and stuff. But also, and this one is interesting, I don't know if you, ha if you have seen it, uh, Simon, um, but they did add also the bonuses on every single position with every single stat, with every single chemistry style attribute as well. Have you seen that, Asang? I haven't seen that, no. No, fill me in. <laughs> All right, I'll fill you in. So we can have players on one star and they get a, they used to say it's a low increase on stats. Um, actually, it doesn't necessarily have to be that low. Uh, may, usually it's one, two or three on May stats. They have like fully tables, like Excel tables. It's really, really nicely shown. Uh, I would really advise everyone to just, uh, we'll put this link in the description, just have a look, print it somewhere or put it on your screen, whatever, right? When you start the game, because I do think it's interesting. Um, but the bonuses for one star are, it's, I think it's all right. It's well, but well planned. The bonuses, of course, for the two stars, I think are decent. So if you have someone on two stars, I think it's fine. And of course, three star is more. And I think, for example, if we have a powerhouse on the player on two, he gets plus eight vision. And if you have him on three, gets plus 15 vision, but that's about the biggest changes, the biggest gap you can have between two and three. Um, so it's definitely worth getting plays on three still, but I don't think it's that bad if you have them on two, if I'm, if I'm quite honest. Um, so that was something I said before. If we know how much actually this increases, it really helps. Um, what they did do, they changed uh, all the chemistry styles, but if I'm quite honest, I can't see what changed in the previous one. So they did give an update on how it looks now, but I can't really find it hard to compare how it actually was in the beta. Um, but by the looks of an Ingvi, if you have seven players now from the same country league, all those seven players are always on three, right? Yeah, it looks like that. And that's good. Yeah, so I think it's fine. I ran a poll about this though. And I want to, before I uh, show you guys the results, I want to ask you if you guys... Uh, what you guys do. So I think the biggest advance of the new chemistry style function is that if you are not too bothered by having your every single player on 10 chemistry style, but on 100 team chemistry as you used to have, which for now it doesn't matter. So you just want maximum chemistry on players while having everyone on 10, which means you would now have them on three. Um, then it's going to be harder to get them all on three. I think it's actually 
much easier if you are like me and used to have two or three players on seven, but 100 chemistry in total to make a pretty cool balanced team without looking too much at links and stuff. Um, but I felt I was the only one who actually sort of digged the new system. So I asked, and this is my question to Simon first, which chemistry, with chemistry updated, here's a new poll to talk about the show. In FIFA 22, how did you build your team? Did you put all your players on 10? Did you just wanted to one on the team chemistry or anything else? I was pretty much always 10. Um, I, I mean, obviously now, right now at this stage of the game, I know it doesn't matter so much because the, the players are also good anyway. But I still can't help myself. Uh, I, I don't know why, but yeah, I, I, it bugs me if someone's not on 10 chem. And so I will spend hours and hours on that bin squad builder changing things around until i've got them all on perfect time and that's what i do <laughs> so uh yeah i hopefully you know i don't mind the chemistry change as long as it doesn't lead to kind of stagnant team building uh, and everyone sort of looking the same so as long as that doesn't happen then yeah i mean change is good and if it helps new players in the game then i think uh that's good too because it it's quite complicated you know i know when i was more of a casual player um i really couldn't get my head around the chemistry so uh yeah so that will help Ingvir, all on 10 or just 100 team cam uh, 100 team cam is fine for me i'm in the same opinion right as long as they were on 100 i couldn't care less as long as i could use the best players possible on every position i made it work of course changing positions runs now a bit harder so i ran that poll um, and 57% of all players says, Hey, I just want to put them all on 10. Whatever happens, I want to put them on 10. And 35% says, uh, just need 100 team cam. And then 8% says different, but they didn't really comment. So don't know what's different about that. Uh, Ryan Hampton, of course, a pro clubs director of team foot coaching says, I always went for everyone on 10. However, if there's a player that was worth having that I couldn't find then a minimum of seven. It was always calculated no longer than seven. Well, you don't have negative impacts anymore. So I think that's the same as I would. Hey, I could fit in a Neymar over any other player. I fit in Neymar even on non-boost. Uh, John, talking foot says, I work on 100 first, ideally all on 10, would have a maximum of two on seven chemistry. And even then it felt wrong. And of course, <laughs> friend of the show, Simon <laughs> says, other Simon says, uh, Simon said it best. This is, of course, he says, well, the thing is, if you put it, I, I always want to have them all on 10, because if I do miss a shot, I'm always wondering if that's because of the lower chemistry, which I think is also a way of looking at it. Um, my conclusion to all this, and I don't want to know if you guys agree or not. My conclusion of all this is, is that I quite like the system. I think it brings more diversity, especially at starter squads. It's pretty easy. I found in the beta to build teams which are just viable to be used without breaking the bank and actually trying to force players in but if you are in doubt of your own players when they are not on max chemistry i think it's going to be harder but then again just make one league team and you're probably fine as well right so is it that hard i don't know simon already said that he wants to uh, change is good and we'll have a look ingvi have you experienced yet what's your thoughts if i've experienced the new chemistry style. You haven't played the beta, I think, but what do you think so far? 
Uh, first, I thought it was really well. It uh, looked really difficult to uh, to know how it worked, but uh, it looks a little bit better now. But uh, I don't know if I'm. I need to see how the players perform, uh, even though without boost, with boost, etc. Before I make up my mind, but uh, at the moment, I'm a little bit skeptical. Ah, oh, that's fair. We'll have a look once actually. Uh, and if you have played the beta, let us know your opinion. Just tweet at us at Foot Coaching or any other social media course, or mail us at podcast at footcoaching.com. You can now directly mail us as well, or leave us a voice message. There's a link if you check out the podcast. You just click it, send in your link. It can take uh, your voice message. It can take up to one minute, and we'll play it on the show as well. Because we're curious what you think. But so far, I like it. There is something which I have to discuss briefly, though, and it has nothing to do, and I didn't talk about it in the introduction, but it's all about pro players. We have the first information out about FIFA 23 professional play. Um, who remembers last year that I said I can't imagine crossplay coming to the consoles, even if it is technically able to, because I think PlayStation still has one year left on his well, pro contract that it's the pro scene is PlayStation exclusive. And when it's cross-play, it doesn't make sense to do that. Well, I was, of course, very much wrong with not having cross-play, which is a good thing I was wrong there. But I was right about the deal still being on because the pro scene is still PlayStation 5 exclusive on a cross-platform game. I'm, 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 I'm stumped. I don't even know what to think about it. So <laughs> any thoughts on this? I think uh, it just sounds like a big mess up doesn't it they've just not done any kind of planning at all um decided to uh add cross play and then gone oops and probably got in a bit of a row behind the scenes with sony and probably sony dug their heels in and yeah they've got a contract i suppose so they have to honor it so i get that's what i imagine has happened so it's weird and i also think again very late it's three weeks before the release right or four almost four weeks three and a half weeks uh, it's 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 a bit late to think about. Most pro players and organizations already, well, bought or sculpted their PlayStations for the team last year, so I don't think it affects as many people this year as it was last year. But what I do mind about this, and I know that's not often thought about, but if you are on Xbox, because, for example, Xbox is the only console you can pretty much buy, like everyone can buy a Series S in every store now, but you can still hardly get a PlayStation in most places. Um, but if that's all you can get and you you have it you have no chance of becoming pro no matter how good you are and i think that's always a bad choice to exclude people for chasing dreams but something that's actually not within their reach mm-hmm. yeah especially if you're a, a young up and coming player you might suddenly you know might have only picked up the game fairly recently as a young player but suddenly find you've got a bit of a talent for it and you can't can't sort of make a career out of it, can you? So, yeah, while well, you're still playing those same players every single week at League and Division rival match, which also makes it really hard. So, the situation we can actually have is that because we have combined leaderboards now, you can actually become like number one in the world in rivals and get the best rating, but you can't qualify <laughs> because you're not on PlayStation, which feels really weird for me, though. Uh, I think enough said about it. I see Ingrid's face and says enough. <laughs> they really don't like this Ingrid. Don't no. It's a weird situation overall. Uh, second change, the last change I'm going to talk about the esports scene is this. When you qualified, so you make your amount of division rival skill ratings, 
you can be you get invited to the qualifiers. That is, if you're on PlayStation, then those qualifiers are separate tournament days, like in a weekend, played online mostly. Um, and the f the hard part there was that even though you might not need to spend a lot of money to actually get into those qualifiers once you hit the qualifiers and you hit the big opponents they usually have spend a lot of money so you'll be uh, well run over by the gullets and stuff the big players that were available at that stage now in the new version of fifa the fifa 23 the qualifiers you are allowed to use lone players which is a whole other dynamic of interesting uh, it has a good point and it's a bad point. I think the good point about it is, of course, hey, it makes it more affordable. But suddenly, lone players in a competitive mode also feel a bit of... What's your thoughts about that, Simon? How many lone players? Is it just one or is it unlimited? It doesn't say yet. Yeah. I think if it's just one, I don't see that as being a major problem. And you know, it does level the playing field a bit. Um, for for everyone, I guess. Uh, but you know, you know, if it's eleven lone players running around, then yeah, I wouldn't sort of uh, agree with that, and it potentially could even ruin the sort of variety because then everyone can pretty much get hold of a lot of the best players, can't they? So through the loan. So yeah, um, one one player, not a problem. But any more than that, then that would be. Uh, not right for me. No, I think those are all friendly matches. So if you have your Mbappe from your first objective, you can do actually in FIFA 23. Spoiler alert. You can get a free loan Mbappe. Just save that Mbappe. If you decide to go pro and manage to qualify, it will probably save you a million coins when you actually have to build your team for the qualifiers. And in best case scenario, just do every single loan player you can get your hands on just to make sure that if you want to go pro, you don't have to spend too much when you're actually there. What you're saying is I can go pro now. <laughs> you could. Why not? Sky's the limit, right? Who says age, who says age is a limitation? <laughs> who says age is a limitation yeah. to what you can achieve? Right? I, I, I had a conversation this morning with a trainee, and uh, he said, well, what if I... F we talked about something. He said, what if I fail? I said, look at the other way around. What if you start to fly? What happens then? So... Who knows? Sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Right? <laughs> I, think, I think I have a ceiling. <laughs> well, I already have. I'm 37. <laughs> I thought about, but this year I definitely noticed with training with some of these pros, like, okay, I am maybe not, I don't feel that old, but I definitely am slower than I used to be. Yeah, for sure. I will. Oh, but mindset is also very important. And let's talk about mindset about it for the final topic of this show tonight. Because I saw a message from you, Simon, that says, if there's nothing changed about the toxicity and how, pe how EA deals with toxicity in the game, I might actually not buy FIFA 23. Of course, we can't really have that because we want to have you on more shows. So there's already a reason to buy it there. <laughs> and I ask you, okay, Simon, um, it feels a little bit harsh, maybe. Can you, for me... But also, I don't notice toxicity that much, right? Yeah. Can you, for me, summarize what are your toxicity points? And Envy, when Simon says some, one, can you say if you feel the same? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, before I before I um sort of start saying about the things that annoy me, um, I, I should say that it's not only the toxicity. To be fair, it, it's also the 
grinding aspects. You know, I spent a lot of hours on the game, and uh, I think I'm just wondering if I really want to put all the energy uh, that I have put into 21 and 22 into 23 again. Um, uh, but I think it's that combined with the, you know, some of the toxic things that happen in the game. Um, and it's that combination, I think, that is making me, positive, you know, weigh up whether I'll, I'll get 23 or not or just take a break. So, but yeah, I mean, of the toxic things, the I mean, the worst one, you know, and I know you've spoken about it on here before, is the, the quitting on a draw. And, you know, I played a few games of Weekend League earlier uh, this afternoon, and probably in about a third of the games I played ended in somebody quitting on a draw, either when it was nil-nil, you got to like 20, 30 minutes or something, or... Or, you know, if I equalised or they equalised. So, so it's just a big waste of time because you get nothing for it. <laughs> it's just, it makes weekend leave even longer, you know. You have to put in even more time. And rivals is, is the same. You just get nothing for it. And I know there may be issues with EA fixing that in terms of some kind of uh, cheating going on. Perhaps that they're, they're worried about if they give points um, to people after uh, after quitting, but they, I, I think they need to address it because the problem's got worse throughout uh, the the life cycle. I mean, at the start of FIFA 22, it wasn't really happening very much. Now, as I said, in about a third of your games, it feels like somebody quits out. Um, and you know, then I look ahead to 23. Is the problem going to get worse? Is it going to get better? I don't know because EA don't talk about it. They haven't mentioned it. No, not you know. If they'd said in a pitch note, oh yeah, we are aware of the problem around you know draw quitting, and we're going to address it in FIFA 23. Then great, yeah, I'm on board. I, I probably would buy it. But the fact that they haven't mentioned it, um, that does worry me. And then there's other stuff which I know probably a lot of it you can get rid of, but things like uh, the shadows on the pitches with some of the stadiums. Um, I don't know if that's toxic or not. It feels like it is that people. But are it's doing frustrating it. for you. Yeah, it is. Do you find that envy? I, I guess so. Yeah, uh, it's annoying with those shadows and some of the goal lines uh, when they showed up as well with the colors. And it's almost impossible to see the lines, and it's like. Is that still true, though? You can now say you own player lines, I goal lines. I think you goals, can right? choose now, yeah, but you couldn't in the beginning. No, but I think yeah. that's something they yeah. they fix really well. Yeah. Uh, we were very vocal about that. People with green lines or, yeah. or red on green, and you can't see it. Yeah. That's just annoying if you colorblind. So. Yeah, and to be fair to EA, so they have made steps. Yeah, I mean they they got rid of you know you don't have to watch the celebrations, do you? But again with that with the celebrations it's a bit of a rubbish choice to me because you either have to watch the celebrations or you watch your own players trudge back looking miserable so <laughs> i'd rather watch the celebrations to be honest but i just think why why have cut scenes why have them why do they why not just keep it to the bit where you run around doing a windmill or something and then Boom! Straight back to the center circle. You know, well, there's no need for the cutscenes. Uh, 
I know why though, because if you, for example, because I was one of the players like you just give it all, who cares, just continue playing. Then we started broadcasting, and then those are the moments where you talk to your crowd, to your audience, or where you talk a quick heads up for your team. So in pro team, pro clubs, you can see the goal. The moment they are celebrating, you don't skip it. You just say, okay, guys, I want you guys to do this or play focus on this. Okay. And uh, that takes like 10 seconds, and then the kickoff is already there. Yeah. What I do personally, for example, is when um, I see that and someone scores against me, I don't even watch the screen. I just turn away, take a sip of my drink, and I'll be ready for the restart. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the things is that the other players might not be ready, and I score from kickoff, which is mildly frustrating for them as well. So it's also, I think, many of these things, which I definitely agree that they can be very frustrating, right? But many of these things, I think either EA built a fix into this, and some things are just, I mean, that's just in game. If if you're playing Halo and someone debacks you, yeah, we, you can't really turn away from that either. That's no, exactly. And it's always been in games, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, teabagging is the famous example, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, if you don't know what it is, you listen to the show, just Google <laughs> go it. it up, yeah. Don't go. <laughs> um, if you know what it is, because you're now looking at like, mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, what, uh, okay, never mind. It is when you actually go sitting on someone when you um, shoot him, shot him, I should say. All right. No, but I, 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 I agree on you. Ingrid, most of these things were frustrating for you as well, I think. Uh, Simon, you said something about sounds. Well, yeah, so, and, and this is what worries me because they A, they haven't addressed it, and then B, they're adding in things that I think will just... <laughs> be toxic again so they're talking about adding sounds for goals uh, so when people score a goal and you know it's just the sound that's going to be in there some something horrific I mean I don't even know what the sounds are going to be but you can absolutely guarantee that a lot of players are going to pick the most horrendous <laughs> annoying sound that they can find to go with their goal so um to it's me... my time to say that might be the Ajax team song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. So I just think that, you know, if they're doing stuff like that, it almost feels like sometimes that EA actually want a level of toxicity in the game because that probably does drive some pack sales because if someone's not only beaten you but rubbed your face in the dirt by, you know, doing line dances and everything else then you feel bad and what do you do if you feel bad then you you know get the wallet out and um and, and buy packs you know uh so i wouldn't surprise me at all if yeah, have calculated that they need a minimum amount of toxic behavior in there to um to sell a certain number of packs that's a good one Ingvi, do you think it's um on purpose that it's that there are things that might make it more toxicity or is it all about customization and toxicity could be just one thing that uh, adds up? I don't think EA yeah, look at it as toxicity because I think they think users want to have their own kind of cool stuff if they score a goal to kind of motivate them to listen to that sound and maybe buy some of them later that's being released for uh, coins or uh, points only to get something from that as well uh, but uh i just uh, when i started playing fifa i struggled a lot because of the commentators and the pub 
public the fans were making noise and I was like getting nervous because of that so I just turned off the sound uh, in FIFA 11 I think and uh, I've not played with sound after that so uh, because it makes me more stressed so um, if I want to hear the sounds I can save a replay and then listen to how it sounds in game that is a good comment though it's something I've been doing uh, ever since working with one of the former pros Quinton um, he said, uh, like we were working at final and he's, you know what, um, as a pro athlete, you want to make sure everything around you is the same. Everything you can influence, you make the same, right? So you start every match the same, you start every, everything feels the same. You take the same controller, same seat, etc. And one of the things he did, he turned all the sounds off except the actual football sound. So hitting the ball, passing around, uh, hitting the post, but no stadium sounds, nothing that can be dynamic, no music in game uh like every other sounds is turned off commentary turned off and these sounds which simon mentioned can be turned off as well uh, and i think if you turn them all off and you keep everything the same you can't really be triggered by it if you don't see the re replays i'm not triggered by it if you don't i don't know what else there is to triggered by it but because i was wondering what else could be triggered it could be triggering you um i've asked of course our friends at social media our fans so um, I think many of these we can actually go into and everyone's like, you know, but there's a couple of things that stood out and many people said. Uh, Old Man FIFA says, in the weeks where everyone is playing golden goal in a regular game mode and my opponent immediately pauses after scoring for me to quit and I'm just too slow in hitting the button. Well, I'm all in now. We're playing <laughs> all 90 minutes. Yeah. I'm on board with that. <laughs> we spoke about that before, right? I think we all have that now. Uh, Simon uh, Simon said it best, says passing around the back to time waste, trying to fake shot or juggle your way through the fences based on glitching through tackles as opposed to well-timed skills into space. Also, running to the camera after goal, shushing and possession play in general can be toxic if it's overdone. In my honest opinion, many of those things can be terminated as well. Uh, and passing around the back might be frustrated, frustrating. And I think... What I've seen in FIFA 23, it's actually, you can still pause around the back, but it's a bit easier to press. So, yeah, hopefully that fixes it. Because I think, you know, I pass around the back myself, of course, at times if you're trying to hold on to a lead and it's, uh, you know, last few minutes or whatever. But, um, you know, there's a difference, isn't there? For when someone's passing around between the centre back and the keeper, and that's all they're doing from like the fifth minute. <laughs> it's just. Uh, I mean, if they're doing that these days, I probably would just quit out, to be honest, because it's not even worth playing somebody like that, if that's, if that's how they're going to behave. It's different when it's your step up to live one rival or elite later on. Uh, but I do get what you're saying, right? Um, Foot AST, Andrew says, quitting in the game. Well, I think we all talk about that one, quitting and not getting anything about it. It has absolutely has to be fixed. I think we all agree on. Uh, slight spoiler, I can already say FIFA 23 so far. Uh, it's not fixed yet. Wait, let, let's wait till the final release. I think my biggest frustration is they don't talk about this. Yeah, that's my biggest. Yeah, if they came out and said there's a there's a reason we we haven't fixed it because we're worried about I don't know coin farming or whatever it is, um, then okay, then at least we understand what the reason is. And and you know if they say to us look we're working to try and kind of solve it, then we can be a bit patient, I think. But the fact that they say nothing is, um, yeah. That, Mildly infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, Stickstone says everything about golden goal. Also, the messages. 
I just stopped playing friendly mode. I think everyone is agreeing on golden goals. Um, at I, 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 times 11 says, I don't like playing golden goal. So when my opponent scores first, I play on. <laughs> I'm quickly bombarded with messages telling me to quit or they pass around the back for the remainder of the match. I, pretty clear. Uh, of Quadra says uh, a couple of things that have bugged me this year. One, disconnecting when a penalty is given. Yeah. Uh, two, quitting at 0 0. And three, passing around to defense back time, wasting a friendly when it's not a golden call mode. Yeah, I think most of the people have always the same complaints. And I think the frustrating part is most of it can be fixed. I think many of the points you mentioned, Simon, um, except the grinding part, can be turned off in game. And they already did a good part of trying to fix it. Yeah. Some of the things you can't really fix it. I think, let, like uh, Simon said it best, running towards the camera. You can still turn off celebration. You don't see that. So turn it off and you don't see it, right? Uh, same goes with the shushing and stuff. I think most of, the, most of those don't necessarily have to be frustrating for you. I also would say one of the highly recommended things, please don't start playing FIFA or any competitive game when you're not feeling fit or not feeling your best. Some people message me like, I'm playing FIFA because it like comforts me or I just want to get my head cleared. Then I don't think the very competitive modes are good to actually play. You might just be easier off just, especially FIFA 23, honestly, like pro clubs or the full-time mode along with it. We'll talk about that shortly, but that's actually really relaxing and really fun. That might be better for you to do than if your mindset is already negative before you start the game. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched your guys play uh, uh, the foot club thing, and um, it looked like a lot of fun actually. So it was, it was, and thank you for uh, watching us. Also, congratulations to the pro clubs teams because the team actually stayed in the division with some really hard work in the second half of the season. So we'll play championship level next year as well, and now we're aiming for the top. Envy, what is your most frustrating part about FIFA 22 and which would you like to see fixed? Uh, quitting at the uh, draw. Uh, or so annoying. So many matches. Either through <laughs> on goal with the goalkeeper in the last minute and for the winner or a penalty and people just quit and uh, people quitting when they see your team and you have to like try and try and try and try to be able to find a match when you have a decent team and yeah, that's the most uh, annoying thing for me. Uh, it's like you can sit for 10 minutes without finding a match uh, sometimes because people either quit or, uh, yeah, when they see that they just dashboard before the game loads up. So uh, that's uh, that's what I really don't like. And when it's not fixed, it's, uh, it doesn't make me happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, a weekend league earlier this afternoon, I actually had someone go 2 nil up on me against another player, I would say. I think I felt like I was kind of dominating the game a bit, but he, he did go two goals ahead. Uh, I pulled one back and he quit then. <laughs> it's just like, it's just weird. <laughs> I think in general, just time wasting or wasting the time you can actually spend on it. That's, that's frustrating. You, you spoke about grinding the game. Like we're good, we're gonna talk about a, a series we'll be doing shortly with foot coaching, but it's all about maximizing the time available in game. Um, and if you have only a certain amount of hours each week where you can actually play, but it has happened that most of the time get wasted by people quitting and you don't benefiting from that. That's ma that is really um, frustrating to say the least. 
especially when time is limited. So I think if we would summarize it, people say, okay, the celebrations you can turn off, sounds you can turn it off, most of it you can turn away or turn it off. We can't fix anything about people quitting. That's EA's job and they've got to fix it. We can't fix anything about golden go mode. I think we've spoke about this before. There's many people that actually just want to get rid of those. Um, and I would highly advise every single player that plays FIFA online to just turn off your messages. And for every good message you get where people are willing to help you or talk about it, um, from experience, I'm willing to say there's about 10 negative messages as well. And you don't want that ne negativity in your life. So we'll end on a positive note. Simon, it's been lovely having you on, mate. For people that want to say hi or compliment you on, well, not only camera work because the lights turn off, but on your beautiful voice in this show, <laughs> where can they find you? So I'm in the Discord under Obuggeret, so you'll find me there. I'm pretty, pretty active. So. Uh, that's his, his saying. Just check out, of course, patreon.com forward slash foot and review. Say hi to him. Ingvi, where can people find you, mate? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at Evgenoni, and they can find me in EA forums at LittleLand95, and of course, our great Discord at LittleLand95. Perfect. Thank you very much. You can find us, of course, on all social media platforms at Foot Coaching Now. So make sure you follow that account if you follow the Foot Reviews accounts earlier. You can find the show, of course, on youtube.com forward slash Foot Coaching and on all platforms of choice for your way you're listening your podcast you can find us literally everywhere now keep keeping please do keep us giving those five-star reviews that was good english but you definitely get what i mean so give us those five-star reviews send in your remarks questions etc all of them and just say hi and we'll be back shortly with a bang and that means there's just one thing left to do and what is that guys drop it off <laughs> We're going to drop it. See you next week, guys. See ya.